This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Welcome to it on a snowy, snowy Monday here in the capital city. I'm Austin Norman, joined remotely by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Eric Strickland, back home safe and sound. Stricky, how are you, my friend? Are you straying warm? How was your weekend? Uh, everything was good on the weekend, man. Uh, the snow came out of nowhere. And hit us upside the head. Uh, was out a little bit early, and then all of a sudden it just started streaming down. So, uh, yeah, man, decided to make sure just do it at home today, and and excited about the show. Amen. Should be a good one on tap. Uh, like we said at the end of the happy hour, there with our little crossover, we'll dive into some Husker basketball here in just a sec. We'll get into the national championship game, big one tonight for the Big Ten. Is it the old Big Ten and Michigan? Is it the new Big Ten and Washington? How does that one shake out? What are some of those matchups to watch? We'll get into that. Give us your winner on the text line, 402-464-5685. Or if you're watching on stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, uh, give us, uh, again, your thoughts for who wins the national championship game tonight. We'll take kind of a, a general pulse of the show and see what people are thinking in our next segment. And then probably once more before we leave. Uh, we'll get into a big Husker weekend. Obviously, Husker football gains a couple of recruits. You also see... Um, Nash Hutmacher make his return to the wrestling mat and Husker football in discussions with a, a pretty big name coach. What would that mean for the team uh, in in the season to come? And even for the future, what would it hold? So that's all on tap. Again, any thoughts you have, let us know on our Sarder Heyman text line or uh, the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video streams. They have their comment section. Strick, let's start off with Husker basketball. They go on the road to Wisconsin, a top 25 team ranked 20th at the time. 88 to 72, Wisconsin takes down Nebraska at the Kohl Center, continuing a really hot stretch for Wisconsin. But what stood out about this game, Strick, was I don't think Nebraska played that poorly. Definitely not their best game of the year, um, especially offensively, right? 72 points on 49% shooting. It hit almost half your three is efficient at the free throw line. But early turnovers and early offensive rebounds got the Huskers in a hole they just couldn't climb back out of. I mean, yeah, that's what it comes down to. Like, like you said, there's nothing in this game that would have told you if Nebraska had played this way that they would have lost by double digits. It's just, it's just not the case. I don't think they played as bad as what people would think. 12, 12 turnovers in a, in a normal game situation is not a bad night. You shoot the ball extremely well. I mean, for the most part, it was over 50%, especially in the first half. And then you're looking at the second half, just just down a slight but at 44% and ended up just under 50%. And you shoot probably one of the best on the road, one of the best games that you've had all season. And mm-hmm. that's shooting over 40, uh, um, like 45% from three-point line. So it's 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 just one of those things where you ran into a buzzsaw. You ran into a, a juggernaut, a team that's playing extremely well a team that, um, you know, got after it. They got very hot. A season comes in right off the bench and hits like three hot, three, four, three-pointers. Uh, Key Hepburn probably hasn't played this well consistently overall in, in an offensive and, and a defensive game the way Chucky played 
in this game, he was absolutely phenomenal. He gave fits, though, to Jamarcus Lawrence. I mean, he didn't even really want to handle the ball, and that's one of the things that Chucky's capable of doing. And uh, uh, Sam Hoiberg was one of the same things. But this time, it's just they just played extremely well, and you you, you can't be upset about it. I'm not. We figured just go on the road, give it your best shot, and see what happens. And uh, just happened to run into a team that's extremely hot. Right. One of the better games Wisconsin's played recently. They're always tough at home, right? They beat Marquette there um, about a month ago. So you knew it was going to be a tough challenge on the road. The 16 points, I think, of the final margin streak seems a little deceiving, right? Wisconsin got up big. Nebraska was able to keep it there. It never really snowballed on Nebraska, but there were a couple times Nebraska had a chance to get it back to single digits, Uh, get it back to, they got it back to 11 once or twice, just get a bucket, get a stop. They just weren't quite able to to put any of that game pressure on Wisconsin ever, really. And I think that's, you know, for two reasons. Number one, you mentioned the play of Chucky Hepburn, his first time in double figures since like November 27th. It'd been a month and a half for the young man. Um, maybe he saw the Nebraska end, got him motivated. I think he's healthier than he has been in a while, which which obviously goes a long way. But Wisconsin got contributions up and down the roster. If you look at um, how they scored it, you see... Um, Crowell and and Klesmet, the only guys not in double figures uh, for the starters. 17 from Wall. He was cooking a little bit on rink mass. You see AJ Storr um, at kind of that wing guard position. Had a few nice moments. Hepburn did his thing. And then off the bench, it was uh, John Blackwell coming in, shooting five from eight. Guy that freshman, freshman, Never right? Really that known for scoring like that, right? Exactly, and then it's yeah. it's a Seijin, right? A guy that played a role last year has found himself, you know, kind of buried on the bench, played two minutes Doghouse. in their last game. Yeah. He comes out fire on all cylinders right away. Is there anything Nebraska could have done to switch up the rhythm defensively, or was this just a, a buzzsaw? Nebraska tried it, just didn't work. I mean, it's just one of those things, man. Where um, you 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 can't trade buckets with teams like that. You know, when a team when a team like that is just going, you can't trade buckets and then you can't give up extra uh, possessions. We saw that yesterday that 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 was the case. Um, When you look at this team as well, they're scoring um, second. I mean, in the paint. I mean, that's what Nebraska did in in, in one of their last games against Indiana. Mm -hmm. Just scored magnificently in the paint. Thirty six points in the paint. I mean, that's just tough to overcome. You get 36 points in the paint, 36 points from your bench. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. And if I listen to Steve, Steve Dean on the uh, YouTube stream, I think he might, you know, seem to have an idea about it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, where he says, I agree with Stricky. Nebraska fell behind early, couldn't cu- couldn't catch up and was basically playing behind the whole second. It's just tough. And that's what I'm talking about. You can't continue to exchange buckets with them. And that's what it seemed to be. And then whenever they made a run, got a couple stops, got a couple good buckets, and it was just like, boom, Wisconsin would come back and they would land a good three, a season or a, a corner three from Blackwell. And he was like, dang, what, what can you do? Chucky making great plays. That that play when Chucky got into the paint, he made two great plays I saw. One where he got into the paint and he literally faked the boots out of uh, Josiah Alec and laid one up with the right. That was beautiful in mm-hmm. itself. And then the split, the, the, uh, the split, and dropped in there and, and got a nice bucket with the lay uh, with the right-hand finger roll as well. I mean, they, they just were on the attack, and they continued to do so all game. Credit Wisconsin, who remains at the top of the Big Ten standings. They're 3-0 and in conference play right now. Nebraska falls back to the middle of the pack at 2-2. Two and two. You mentioned that Indiana team strike that Nebraska beat 
They beat Ohio State over the weekend. Good bounce back for the Hoosiers. You see Minnesota move to 3-1. and one. They beat Maryland over the weekend as well. Um, it's going to be worth doing a dive into the Big Ten standings here probably by, by the end of the week. We'll see how Nebraska and Purdue goes. And that's the next game on tap. It'll be tomorrow, Strick. Um, Fred Hoiberg uh, had his pre-Purdue media availability. He said the Boilermakers are already in town, so no issues. Tomorrow game, Tomorrow's game looks like it's on a, on a scheduled Strick, when I, when I look at this matchup a little bit, I'm sure we talk about it tomorrow. You start with Zach Eady, right? But we've seen Nebraska scheme Purdue bigs out of games before, whether it was, you know, Isaac Haas or um, who's one of the, Matt Harms, guys like that, right? Nebraska's been able to play those guys okay. But to me, it's going to come down to those second and third rotations from the guards defensively, right? Purdue's guards, I don't love. You and I have talked about how turnover prone they can be and how streaky they are. But you have to make them streaky, right? You can't give them open shots because they're good enough that if you're not rotating and you're giving them clean looks, Purdue's going to do the same thing Wisconsin did. Listen, man, um, this happens at home, but it can happen in any situation. Uh, When you give freedom of movement, when you give wide open looks, and when you don't put pressure to them, like what I mean by pressure, when games are tight, then pressure mounts. Mm-hmm. When 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 teams when you allow a team to get some distance between you or get some leads, you don't want them to get that because it's a lot different playing with that type of freedom to be able to just kind of move with ease and you come off screens a little bit smoother. But when games are when games are tight, that's when your shots become a little bit tighter. And so I don't trust their 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 players in big time situations when the game's not tight. To, to come up uh, big for, uh, mm-hmm. for them. So that's what you want to do to Purdue. Now, on the other side, I like what they did with Stephen Crowell. Stephen Crowell's a big body. You know, they did a little bit better with him than they did um, with some of the earlier bigs, especially at Creighton. Um, um, but this game, they actually played me, even though he was four for five, they did a good job of making him make the next pass and the next play. Where they messed up is some of their rotations weren't crisp and they were finding guys and they were letting those passes uh, happen. And also some of their rotations, they could have moved a little bit quicker. They stayed mm-hmm. maybe a little bit a, a time too long and they weren't able to get back. And so that's where some of the problems came for them. That's what they're going to have to clean up because I'm telling you, I think again, mark my words and I'm hoping they're listening. If I'm them, I would have been scheming on dribble for Zach Eady. Mm. The minute Zach Eady puts the ball down, I'm coming with a hard double team. And like last night, they were kind of just kind of in a limbo zone. They weren't they weren't all the way there on body to body, making that pass tougher. They were kind of just a little bit there, not there. And I think that's what hurt them a little bit in some of their rotations. Let's look back at last year's game here real quick. Only two guys in double figures for Purdue. The first was Fletcher Lawyer, who's still on the team. He was yeah, nine tough. of 21 from the floor, two of 10 from three but still led Purdue with 22 points. They did an okay job on Edie offensively. He was five of seven and only one of four at the free throw line, but did corral 17 rebounds, seven of them on the offensive end. Nebraska trailed by 10 at half. It was 34 to 24. They won the second half, 32 to 22. And of course, Drake, we think back to the end of last year's game, looked like CJ Wilcher was fouled. They don't call it. It's a turnover. Nebraska doesn't go to the free throw line with a chance to win the game. It goes into overtime. The Boilermakers win it by by just a possession. I, I don't want to say this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure one of the guys who officiated that game 
was Courtney Green, who officiated the Nebraska game against Wisconsin this weekend. And that I think it was that Purdue game that kind of kicked off a string of many controversies for, for him last season. But Nebraska gets another crack at a top five team, a number top five, you know, Purdue at home. But Bryce Williams is questionable. We heard Fred Hoiberg say that in his availability today. Um, it looked like an ankle issue, a right ankle issue came down on one of his big man's, uh, you know, legs or ankles. Big man made it out fine. Bryce Williams looked uh, like he got got the most of that exchange. Let's say Bryce Williams can't go tomorrow. Is that as simple as slide CJ Wiltshire in? Is it Eli Rice? Is it Sam Hoiberg? What direction do you go if Bryce Williams is sidelined? If 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 it was my decision, if it was my decision to make, I keep CJ Wiltshire in 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 coming off the bench because he's found a nice niche, a nice rhythm, a nice his mental is right in that space. I keep him there and I probably move Eli Rice mm. in. The reason is I want to get him going a little bit early. I want him to get his juices fired up. I want his mind to be intent on what needs to be done and focused on the game plan. And he's a big body. Like C.J. Wiltshire's footwork, I, 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 I would give more deference to Eli Rice as far as his abilities to cover. But I like Eli Rice's athleticism. I like his size. I like his stroke. Mm-hmm. He showed he's very capable. Hit a nice corner three um, in the game. Didn't get many opportunities. But I like to be presenting him with more opportunities early and keep C.J. Wiltshire into that nice rhythm that he is in his mindset of coming off the bench. You look at Purdue, Strike. I mean, you have the, the gigantic Zach Eady at 7-4. Outside of him, Purdue's really not all that big in the rest of their rotation. They'll play uh, Caleb first a little bit, but he's taking a bit of a backseat. You see Trey Kaufman-Wren scoring eight points a game with four rebounds. But other than that, they really only have two wings that they play all that much. That's where I think Jawan Gary and Eli Rice could be good matchups. It might be X factors for Nebraska tomorrow. No question. I think so too. And I think, look, I know that Nebraska loves to run their, you know, DHO, their dribble handoff, their weave sets and all of that stuff. I'm running stuff to either create mismatch switches with Zach Eady onto Jawan Gary or Eli Rice, or something like that, and going downhill on attack against him, man on man. Mm -hmm. Or I'm running sets with some pick and pop action to make them to make a decision on what they're going to do. Are we going to switch it? Are we going to high blitz it? Are we going to, you know, just kind of uh, uh, allow him to come off and and just let him shield a little bit and cover? I, I don't know. But I'm saying I want to do this because I want to run specific sets that sets Edie up to have to make a decision. Either I'm going to come out here or I'm going to take these eyeball sandwiches and hopefully Rink Mass has a big night. Right. Rink Mass was 6 of 14. Or Juwan. Right. Uh, Mass was 6 of 14 against Wisconsin. Juwan Gary didn't have his best game. But again, great opportunity coming back home to, to make a statement, right? This would be a huge win for Nebraska, by far their best win of the year if they're able to get it done. And we'll talk a little bit more about it tomorrow. We should also mention the Husker women kind of had a similar game to what the men did against Indiana. 
Um, the Hoosiers come to Lincoln, the number 14 Hoosiers, that is, and they win it by 22 points, 91 to 69 on Jordan Hooper's uh, jersey number retirement. Really cool honor for the the Nebraska native to have that done. And just a similar thing for, for the women's trick, right? The percentages shooting were pretty good. You got some good offensive performances, but ultimately you just couldn't get a stop on the other end. Indiana started hot on the women's side like the Wisconsin men did, and Nebraska could never really just rope the Hoosiers in after that. Yeah, it's unfortunate, and, and they caught a buzzsaw. And you hate to have those type of situations, as I'm looking forward to having Coach Danny Knee come in town um, in a few weeks, mm-hmm. you know, actually in about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to him and, and some of our, our fellow teammates coming in town and being able to share that time of the Big 8 championship that we were able to win. And I'm hoping that the Huskers just play a wonderful game, man. It's just it, it would just feel so much better to be able to embrace my brothers and maybe go have a – have a brew or, or a glass of wine with them after the game with a win on our shoulders. I hate that, you know, that it happened to the way ladies and they just weren't able to get the stops necessary to, to pull off a win. But um, uh, you, you hope in big games like that in big situations where the, the fans are coming out for a specific reason that uh, you're able to get a win. Tough weekend for the Husker basketball teams, but we'll get into what went right for the Huskers uh, in our second hour of the show. We're going to step aside. When we get back, though, we're just a few hours away from the national championship game. It's Michigan and it's Washington taking place down in Houston. We'll dive into that game. The Big Ten angles on it. Stricky's picking the lefty, Michael Penix, it looks like. I see it. We'll dive into our picks. We'll give you the matchups you need to know and watch when we get back to On the Block. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 